Yeah, these aliens are really getting crazy. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to the alien episode of the 2AM podcast. Yeah, I forgot what movie that was, but it stars uh, Mel Gibson and Joaquin I'm Phoenix. pretty sure it's just the Predator sound. No, no. Whatever the aliens were in that movie with those two, it was the exact same sound. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, Signs, too. Was it oh, Signs? Oh, Signs. It was Signs. That was Signs, yeah. bro. I think that was a really well That was a movie. really, really good movie. Um, because you don't see much of the aliens. You just see like things happening on their ranch. Yeah, I think the creepiest part was uh, when they had the... I like how I'm still doing this. The newscast. <laughs> when they had the newscast of the actual... I think it was in like a South American country and they showed the alien for the first time. Mm -hmm. It's a bipedal like green creature. Yeah. Maybe like six and a half feet tall. Yeah. And it just comes across the screen. It was a creep. I still remember the first time I saw that creepiest With thing. the floor creaking. Oh, no. You're like, ooh, get it away, get it away. But yeah, um, uh, we were probably really young when that came out. I think we were, you were probably 11. I was like 13, something like that. Something, something. Something, something. Like but yeah. So it makes sense that it was creepy. But on to better news, we know that we have, you know, declassified the classified things that yeah. you know everyone or the government has been hiding from us we're going to talk a which lot we shit. obviously knew was true to begin with you know we just needed the big guys to say yeah you're right but why why did we know it was true why did we know that aliens exist because it's it's always been this thing where it's a cry to cry for help like people want to talk about it because they went through something right they saw something they they witnessed it and they want to share the story but then they get shot down and laughed at right for many many years that's how mm -hmm. it's been so why would anyone have the motive to say their story anymore they'll just be like ah whatever like no one really cares right sure so yeah. it's kind of it just stays hidden but again we've seen them with our own eyes with cameras with radar yeah. with um what is it uaps and we, we've seen else? them with all, all different types. All, of all different types. They've been documented in, in several different like occasions and different using different tools. So, yeah, I haven't seen them personally. I don't know if you've seen any UFOs personally. I know of friends. I mean, Logan, for example, has mm -hmm. a story mm -hmm. about one thing he saw during the night, which was just like insane. You couldn't explain it. Yeah, you can't really explain that. We know that a lot of people yeah. see things off of the coast of PCH. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we we're really quick to just jump to say, nah, you didn't see, see anything. It was a shooting star. It was a plane. It was whatever, right? Because we just want to. We want to shut that out. We don't really, really want to think about it. But then there's the other side that wants to think about this and ensures that it is absolutely important to talk about mm -hmm. because it's happening. <clears throat> it's been happening and nothing has changed. Yeah. Now, I think the questions that it raises for me is like, what do they want? How long have they existed? What do they look like? Is technology defined differently to them? I think they, I think whatever applies on earth does not apply there. Like they have does, totally different standards for everything, you know, as, as a creature. Yeah. You know, so they were designed, I think, better than humans. Yeah. And how does it change our perception of the universe? And like, our place in this as a human being, you know, well, having it makes a you realize how small you are, bro. Yeah. That's all it does because these things just expand you. They expand you 
like a, you realize how much of a sponge your brain is and it's just it's not going to expand to the size that the information w- w- like to the size of the information that's provided to you so it's like you gotta just be like pushing it away so i understand when people push it away mm-hmm. you know and maybe 50 to 70 years ago this was thought of as crazy like if you saw a ufo and you reported it you're a lunatic yeah <laughs> you're, you're a fucking lunatic but now i think considering that the government has come out with certain like declassified information and all the stories of fighter fighter pilots and all that stuff i think it's now becoming more mainstream Mm -hmm. we're starting to see news outlets cover it yeah absolutely because like whatever you see on tv whatever you see in the media whatever is provided to you through a service or a higher up meaning news channels whatever Mm -hmm. that's not a coincidence Okay, everything is is pre-planned. It's pre-planned for you. So if you're programmed based off these things, you need to start unlocking yourself for you to even start comprehending these things. Mm-hmm. Because you could be like in a jail in a sense, right? If you care about the Kardashians more than, <laughs> you know, your next meal, something's up. No, you know, you know what I find funny about this is that the first time the government, maybe in like 2020, 2021, some relatively recently when they first came out with a declassified piece of information that they are actively studying UFO phenomenon Mm -hmm. and what these things are because they are a national security threat, according to the government, nobody cared. We might, we might've focused on it for maybe like half a day, if that Mm -hmm. a few hours, but other than that, it's business as usual. Yeah. Which is just like astounding to me. How do you not start to think about these things? How do you not begin to even look up at the sky? Mm-hmm. Once we know that this is like, there's an, a tr- an element of truth to it. Yeah. Childish. Uh, it has something to do with like not tuning into your child. Because mm-hmm. you have to be curious. You do have to in be In order curious, to yeah. be, you know, I think in that wavelength to comprehend it and enjoy it. Because it's enjoyable, dude. If you start thinking about black holes and like, like our understanding of it, imagine aliens is ex- like understanding of what a black hole is. Maybe they can travel through it. I don't know. Maybe you get me. Yeah. Like that's Wormholes. what's interesting about this is that it goes beyond. Hey, man, we got captured by uh, two UFOs above my house last night, and <laughs> you know they're blasting laser beams. No, some shitty. That's VHS what tape. we know. That's what we know. We know this because we created it. Just like everything else on TV. Mm-hmm. We've created this crap. So we have this thing called the X-Files and people get, you know, just a flying saucer comes above their house and then just sucks them into space and does weird things to them and gets sent back to Earth. And now they have this whole complication, visits doctors and doesn't know what's wrong. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, that's just painted to us. You don't think that they're greater than that? I think there is an element of truth to that, though. There have been accounts where people have been abducted and there's like weird shit like doctors take x-rays and they find certain like pieces of yeah. metal that don't belong there yeah, and, and, and things that have no element on earth yeah and it example. sounds crazy but these are verifiable things it's um it is it's crazy and i understand why those stories are intriguing you know you can you can start thinking of aliens like that but why do we have to think of everything as like a horror story why can't we just be like intrigued yeah okay and that's kind of like how what we wanted to do with this episode is to just shine light on the realistic things. You know, if I, if you are a father, if you are a mother, if you are a, 
a single person that likes to just know things. Human being. This is yeah. Sure, human being. Exactly. <laughs> um you just think about it very general, like very we should know this mm-hmm. and it's gonna benefit us as a whole to know this yeah. thing. Um but yeah, let's cover some I, I took a screenshot. I went on Wikipedia and covered they actually have an entire list of UFO sightings. Mm-hmm dating back to a long time ago. Okay, so this is a list of reported UFO sightings over the course of history. Gotta love it. And these are not by no means all of them, but- No, I'm not gonna go through all of them. There are a lot. Millions. But (laughs) give us some time. We'll browse through these and um, we'll see what we can pick out from these and try to connect dots between then and now. Sick. So let's start at the second millennium BCE. Oof. 1440 BC, okay? This is in ancient Egypt. Yeah. And the name of this is called Fiery Discs. Oh my God. So, according to the disputed Thule Papyrus, the mm-hmm. scribes of the pharaoh Thutmose III, what a name, mm-hmm. reported that fiery discs were encountered floating over the sky. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, does he have a name? Who, who the pharaoh came? Thutmose III? Thutmose. That is the Thutmose sickest name. <laughs> Never mind. That yeah. is an extraterrestrial. I know. No, no, but really. Okay. So this, this already paints a picture for me because if you look at modern day, um, anyone that grew up in the nineties or was born in the nineties and you grew up burning CDs, there was a program called Nero burn. And that was before image burn. And it was before, like if you would, uh, if you wanted to like burn windows on a CD or huh. burn music on a CD or whatever, you would go through that attach the files to it and it would do the burning for you. The icon was a flying disc that was on fire. Really? I swear. That's oh, why shit. when you said that, I was like, oh. So the, this is what I'm trying to paint for people is that nothing's an accident. So if I painted that correlation between something that's 1400 BC and today, mm-hmm. today obviously comes from some root. So there's something there, man. There's something there. <laughs> All right, let's run through it. The next period of time is called the classical antiquity. Okay. Yes. So this one is, let me see. This one is 76 BC. And the name of this is Spark from a Falling Star. Okay. The okay. Roman Republic. Mm-hmm. According to Pliny the Elder, a spark fell from a star and grew as it descended until it appeared to be the size of the moon. Now, when I read this, I think, okay shooting star, falling debris from Mm -hmm. the atmosphere, right? Meteor, crater, whatever you want to call it. It then ascended back up to the heavens and was transformed into a light. Now, do you know of any falling debris that flies back up into the atmosphere? (laughs) I know one. One that saw America, dude. Uh, Nope, dude. (laughs) Go back. Nope. Oh, hell no. (laughs) No, no. But that's... Okay, guys, picture that for a second. Like, think about it. Like, <laughs> think take, about let's it. take our time with Do you this. see how I'm, like, making fun of this right now? But I actually just pictured it, and it's pretty damn serious. So if you see that, you know, a falling piece of debris falling out, and it, you're like, mm, it's a tiny piece of rock just coming closer and, and closer. Oh, my God, it's going the other way. What the hell? And keep in mind, usually it yeah. dissipates, so it disappears. So what's going on there? Wouldn't you freak out? Wouldn't you be like, I'm going to note that for the rest of my life? I'm going to note this experience? Yeah. Before the notes app was a thing. <laughs> I'm going to note this for the rest of my life, dude. 
save save it on Thutmose's iCloud. Yeah, Thutmose's <laughs> iCloud. <laughs> what the, f- bro? Yeah. I knew you were gonna. Once I read that, I knew you yeah. were gonna come up with some <laughs> shit like that. Continue. Uh, okay, eighth century. This is the seven forties. Finally, it was way back in the day. <laughs> Where we had rights. <laughs> the anyway. name of this is called Ships in the Sky. And this is, the country is Ireland. Okay. Several sets of Irish annals, annals, <laughs> whatever you want to fucking call them. Those of Ulster, Tig- Tigernak. Go back. Called, what did you say? It's called the Several Sets of Irish Annals. Okay. Not annals. <laughs> so these complicated names, whatever the fuck these names are. All have entries. Get your laugh out. <laughs> Whatever the hell these names are. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna laugh a lot during this episode. Oh man, That's he's crying. By the way, so all of these let's just call them like records. All of these entries to the effect have um, quote ships with their crews were seen in the air. What? This is the seven forties. No fucking planes. Wait, 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 wait. Ships with crews were seen in the air. Yep. And who is this documented by? The Ireland. I don't, Ir- this is in Wikipedia. So they're, yeah. they're for the most part, you can say 70, 60 to 70% so these are, yeah, verifiable. Okay. So let's just say these are just claims that wh- where claims started to happen. Sure. Like in the timeline. Sure. Okay. So moving on to the 16th, 17th centuries. 1561. Uh, this is in the Holy Roman Empire, city, state, Nuremberg. And the name for this is 1561 Celestial Phenomenon over Nuremberg. Residents of Nuremberg saw what they described as an aerial battle, followed by the appearance, appearance of a large black triangular object and then a large crash outside of the city. Mm. The broadsheet claims that witnesses observed hundreds of spheres, cylinders, and other odd-shaped objects that moved erratically overhead. So what I want you to pick up on is the large black triangular mm. object. Yeah, that's the one. That's the key word. Because if we fast forward to today and like yeah. the 70s to mm-hmm. the 90s, a lot of people were describing that. It's a common theme. It's a common theme. And another common theme I see is like the spinning top thing. So that resembles like, think of a, a triangle, but if it was really far away and blurry, it would start looking like a pear. Mm-hmm. You get me? Yeah. So it's like those kinds of shapes too. It's it's completely weird. There's all different. There's flying saucers. There's like things that look like dinner bells in what the sky. What the hell? Circular objects. Um, so weird, man. Yeah, bro. Just, what if they were animals? Dog, what are you talking about? They were just insane what creatures. What fucking animal resembles a triangle? Maybe they're so fast. I don't know. <laughs> All right, 19, this is the 20th century. <laughs> we don't know it yet. That's why. We don't. 1941. Okay. The Cape, mm-hmm. uh, or no, 1940s. Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is over World War II theaters. Small metallic spheres and colorful balls of light repeatedly spotted and occasionally photographed worldwide by bomber, bomber crews during World War II. Hmm. This one's interesting. 1942, The Battle of Los Angeles which I think they used as inspiration to make the movie. Um, But obviously in Los Angeles, California, unidentified aerial objects trigger the firing of thousands of anti-aircraft rounds and raise the wartime alert status. Mm. So this was an event so large over LA 
that they felt the need to declare it as like a wartime type of situation. What do you think of that? Will I find my next No, ones? no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to grasp being on the field as a soldier and being just mesmerized by these light orbs in the sky. And I don't think I would have too many questions at that time. Mm -hmm. I think it would just be something that would best be kept a secret because it was something that you're unsure of and you see as a gift in a way. Like a shooting star, right? When you see a shooting star, first thing people like to say is, make a wish. Like if you saw it, make a wish, right? Yeah. I wonder why we think that. that. Yeah, so sentimental bro like think about it you're so far from home so that means you're very uncomfortable you're missing that sense and necessity and if you've been out there for that long then you've been gone for so long which means that it's only so much worse so when you when things like that happen like you see a shooting star or whatever it resembles that same comfort as home or some sort of security or hope or interest whatever it is on the outskirts of this earth because home is designed by you. Mm-hmm. So you could find, I think, little bits and pieces of that around the world. Never thought about it like that. It's interesting. Um, shall we continue? Yeah, 100%. 1947. This is probably the most famous one. Mm-hmm. The Roswell incident. You're familiar with it? Yes. Roswell, New, Mix- New Mexico. Uh, the United States Army Air Forces announced the capture of a flying saucer. Mm-hmm. Hours later, the Army announced that the find was a crashed weather balloon. Suspicious, right? How do you change it from flying saucer to then changing the headline to, like, to crash weather? So balloon? underwhelming. Yeah. In 1978, the case regained attention after Army officer Jesse Marcel told UFO researchers that the weather balloon explanation was a cover story. Yeah. So look, this is this reminds me of what's happening today with Biden. All right. <laughs> when he says the wrong thing, and then like hours later, they'll just be like, oh, he just said the wrong thing. Like, there's no way he'd. He didn't mean to say Iraq or whatever or this or whatever, you know? So like they'll they'll always be like, okay, our puppet is saying the wrong thing. We need to retract and change the headlines. Like yeah. we're changing our decision. But as you know, when time goes on, you can't retract your decision. Then you're lying. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's happening. No, basically, yeah. yeah. To cover it up. Yeah, to cover it up. So they don't want the public to know. Nothing new. Uh, 1948, again in New Mexico. Um, an alleged retrieval of a grounded UFO and its occupants from a plateau in New Mexico. So not only do we have the UFO, we have the little ETs cruising mm-hmm. around in the UFO. Aha, I forgot about those, the little employees. And there, there are accounts where supposedly the U.S. government has retrieved these extraterrestrial being, mm-hmm. beings and interviewed them and done autopsies oh, okay. and shit. Like, interviewed? And that is like, we don't, hmm. I, I don't what know. is your favorite fast food joint? Yes, Chick fil A. Chick fil A. I knew bro. it. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Um, okay, let me. Reviews. Get the hell out of here. Welcome, da- Welcome back to Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> oh my God. We can't. We can't. You cannot believe these things, man. We got to start changing our mind. I'm done. I'm done believing like this Hollywood crap that we used to believe at like eight years old. 
Well, why? Here's the thing. There, there's some element of it which are, is verifiable. I can't pinpoint it. I don't have it on me, mm-hmm. the information. But if I was the U.S. government and I did actually retrieve a UFO and there were actually occupants in there, what are you going to do? Feed a McDonald's, bro. Ten You're going to try on. to understand these things, bro. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Ten pieces on me. Yo, have you had ranch? <laughs> have you had barbecue sauce? <laughs> Make sure to stay away from the seed oils, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. They probably healthy as hell, to be honest. Bro. The healthiest. Six pack abs. Six they don't even need to, they don't even need to fucking touch you to hold you. They just use the force. No, literally, they yeah. do. There there have been accounts of telepathic communication. Okay, okay we're yeah. See, this is why I, I think it's it dips into dangerous. And I think the government knows that. Because even I'm pretty sure even if this thing came close to you, there would there's there's no way there's any single propeller to the point where it would just blast any sort of wind. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it blasts wind or waves at all. It's just easy flowing. Yeah, it's it's nothing. It's like wait, like we have today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, super it's light super years weird. Ahead. Super weird. We're gonna play some videos too in the video while we're talking and whatever. But and then the interesting thing is, you know about the stealth bomber, right? Uh. Remind me, or no, probably not. Oh, you don't Maybe know about I this do. fucking stealth bomber, bro? Uh, dude, I've seen so much crap. What, what is a stealth bomber? Is it an event? It's, something no, happened? no, it's, um, or was something captured from a stealth bomber? <gasps> yeah, the stealth bomber, sure, yeah. We'll put a picture up here. The X-Wing from X-Men. <laughs> Apparently, so the logic is a lot of people think that because they retrieve these UFOs, mm-hmm. they try to reverse engineer the technology that goes with them, right? And that ties into the story, the verifiable story of Bob Lazar. He worked at, um, Area he worked in Area 51, but it's a separate sector. And he's never changed his cover story. He hasn't lied about anything. It's been on the JRE, explained the story many times. Pretty consistent times. many times, even throughout the documentary. Yeah, but they came out with a stealth bomber, which actively blocks radar, actively has a few things that, you know, we've never seen before. And it seems like there's a, a large invent, advancement of technology. So the idea is they might have reverse engineered certain things within those UFOs and brought them into. Damn. Oh my yeah. God, that makes so much sense, bro. Like Potentially, was, I'm not saying it's I know, real. I know, but guys, think about this for a second. Everybody think about this. It's so easy to mimic things and it's so easy to make a long-term plan, right? Especially when long-term means we should be hitting the end today. Mm-hmm. So- if this thing, if we were starting to hide this stuff from 1947, where do we sit at 2022? What the fuck do they have? That's the question. Okay, that's the question. Number two, there's, it's never a mistake for things to turn out the way they did. So for example, I just started a brand and I'm looking for a logo and my brand does drinks, mm-hmm. specifically energy. What do I look at? You start thinking of Monster, Rockstar. Red Bull with wings. Rockstar with the star symbol and the R, like all that stuff, right? They're all symbols. Okay. Humans are made for symbols and to take pride in things that have symbols. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those would be counted as influence. Once you've seen them, you cannot forget them. Yeah. So the next thing you design is going to be that, which is the X Wing from X Men, which is a triangle, which was seen much before it was designed. Yeah. Boom. Like once you start thinking like that, you're like, damn, bro. I don't think 
I should stop thinking like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I should because maybe that's the foolery. The foolery is for me to just stop thinking about it. They want you to stop thinking about it. Yeah, I can I can see that. So that'd be a very yeah, interesting. It's, it's a really I think if you understand that perspective, it's nice to dive into because then you'll have two perspectives in one body. Mm -hmm. All right, let's jump to the 21st century. Now, these are more recent ones. In 2004, uh, this one's called the USS Nimitz UFO incident off the coast of San Diego, California. Mm. This one's fascinating. This one's insane because it's right here. Too. Probably the most one of the most verifiable accounts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Several pilots from VFA-41 Squadron flying Super Hornets from the USS Nimitz were directed by the USS Princeton to intercept one of several unidentified flying objects detected by radar. The pilots reported a visual encounter and recorded an infrared video. The Navy has verified that the video was taken by Navy personnel and has stated that it has not yet identified the nature of the sightings, which they classify as unexplained aerial phenomena. Hmm. Now, this was the incident where they reported 10 to 15 tic-tac-shaped objects. Imagine a white tic-tac. The only odd thing about these things is that there's no exhaust, no sound, can travel at unbelievable speeds. Um, they could move from, they first come from the ocean, so they come out of the ocean, rise to like 70,000 feet up in the air in a second. And then the interesting thing is, these things are a little bit bigger than fighter pilot jets. So we're talking like, what, 70 feet long? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Just wild. I don't think anyone comprehends the speed. I don't even want to try to attempt to measure it because... Oh, by the way, they, can, they go from the water up to the atmosphere without... They, they do not break... The water line. Like for some reason, they're able to transcend okay. physics Maybe, as we know it. Yeah. We need to, we need to, and I'm glad that we started. There's a, there's a documentary series that came out on this, but we need to start exploring the deepest parts of the oceans. Because I believe to God, after seeing the, the tunnels in Vietnam, the city oh, with its so own badass. weather system and ecosystem. Yeah. If, if you can find that, what the hell have we not found? Like, there's, there are parts that are literally five miles down, okay? New, different types of dark, different Mariana types of creatures, Trench. different kinds of pressure. Yeah. So, we, like, we can see up. You can't see down, though. Do you see how, why, why I always say we need to start hitting up the oceans, man? Because I honestly, like, think about it. If that pill is coming out of the ocean, why is it always spotted coming out of the ocean? The tic-tac size thing. But the triangle is always in the air. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I'm going to start noting these sightings. And then we're going to have three groups. Circle. <laughs> we're going to become those crazy conspiracy yeah. theorists. Circle, triangle, and pill. Circle, and triangle, and pill. Yeah. Tic-tac. Tic-tac. All right, 2006. Fighter jets took off for an unknown object. This is in Slovakia. <laughs> In 2005, fighter jets took off for an unknown object, which was to fly over the Bohinz or Bo, Bohinice nuclear power plant. At that time, two planes observed unknown objects flying over central Slovakia. Quote, there were two flying planes facing each other, of course, at different heights. Suddenly, one told us that something had just flown over the cockpit. 
the one who flew over him and against him, suddenly announced that something had flown very fast close to his wing. We asked if it was an airplane. He said it didn't look like an airplane, the dispatcher said. So the interesting thing about the nuclear power plants is that there have been a lot of accounts where these things are studying, essentially studying nuclear missiles, the silos, the plants. And there was actually one incident in Russia where the controllers of the nuclear power plant completely lost control of it and the missiles were being prepared to fire. Like we're talking one of those moments where it's like three seconds away, you click the button and it's nuclear war. The world's done. But what ended up happening is that after maybe a minute of this incident, after the UFOs had flown over and done their shit, whatever it was, they closed them and then everything went back to normal. So people were, people were assuming, the Russians were assuming that they were just trying to send a message to them that, listen, whatever you guys have, nuclear missiles, doesn't matter. We can control them. It ain't shit compared to our technology. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, do not underestimate this because whatever we know, our brain can't even, cannot even think about what they know. Yeah. We, we don't even have that. We don't have the brain for it. We're not designed that way. It's so, it's, it's hard to Okay, the, the, the smartest a human will ever be, you will not even get close to that. Like, there's a reason why space, in order for you to travel out of this universe, is impossible because you don't live that long, okay? Because it'll take you trillions of years. <laughs> Maybe, I don't, I, I don't know the time frame, but Yeah, if you've a lot seen of any documentary, it'll tell you times 10 million this, times this, and it plays with millions and hundreds of thousands and millions and millions. Inconceivable, so, man. You can't. If you can't even fathom that, imagine just talking about their daily crap. Like, what is their stock market? We don't know that. We don't know. We don't know. It's the extraterrestrial stock market problem. We don't know because we won't even fathom it. it it'll, maybe if we see it, we'll actually die. Like, that's how much it is. And I believe that. Yeah. Uh, Do not mess with us. God damn it, bro. Like, <sighs> All right. 2006 O'Hare International I'm Airport. I'm sweating right now. UFO sighting. This is in Chicago in, tw- in 2006. Yeah. United Airlines employees and pilots claim sightings of a saucer-shaped unlit craft hovering over a Chicago O'Hare Airport terminal before appearing to leave with a rapid vertical rise. O'Hare? This is in midday, bro. People who are getting ready to board the, board the plane have seen it. The employees, the pilots. This was an actual account that was verified by a lot of people, anecdotally at least. What else do we have? But yeah, I think that covers a lot of the, I think those are decent number of sightings. that. Those are in, intense. And not even sightings, like things happened. Things happened, yeah. Now, imagine the, the, the pilot, you know, did you see anything? Yes, I did. It didn't look like an airplane. What did you see? Like explain it, describe it, the material. Like what, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, you have yeah. so many damn questions. And it's the only person that saw it. And then you're like, damn it. If only I was flying it so I could see it. Mm-hmm. Because maybe I can explain it better or and whatever. This is not like, like you start thinking like that, man. That's insane. Bro, this is not like John Doe and his Cessna, you know, airplane who just got verified for his license like three months ago. These are elite fighter jet pilots who have decades of experience, who have seen every aircraft possible, 
and they cannot explain it. They can't explain the speed, the maneuverab- maneuverability, mm-hmm. what these things look like. Yeah. They couldn't explain shit. Because you know the nature of a pilot. You have to be able to identify things. If, you're, if it's unidentifiable, we can't fly. Like, technically, we should be like, yo, move, leave, this, that. Like, everything, there's a route in the air. That's what people don't understand. And they're fighter jets that the the top tier like vehicle that we have in the air. Yeah. And they can't even come close to keeping up with these things. I don't think we ever will. And that's what we don't understand. We won't. We won't get close. Hopefully. That'd be pretty sick, bro. Bobbing through the sky. Thousand yeah. miles an hour. Hopefully. But I don't think we, we can. I honestly don't think we can. Because they like if, if they are growing too. They definitely started at a different standard. Like they, they were just, like I said, designed as a different creature to yeah. be better, I think. Yeah. Insane, bro. I, it's insane that we're even talking about it like that. I know, right? It makes, <laughs> it, it, makes it all seem like it's a simulation. Yeah. My neck hurts from all this. So let's go on to some pictures. Oof. Okay. Yeah, this is an account, favorite. probably one of the most famous accounts um, in the 1950s in Oregon yeah. called the McMinnville UFO Photographs. Now, these were taking, taken by a farming couple, Paul and Evelyn Trent, near McMinnville, uh, Oregon. Let me go on to the account. Let me see. So, according to astronomer William K. Hartman's account, on May 11th, May 19th, or 1950, by, mm-hmm. at 7.30 p.m., Evelyn Trent was walking back to her farmhouse after feeding her caged rabbits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before reaching the house, she noticed a slow-moving metallic disc-shaped object heading in her direction from the northeast. A slow-moving, okay. Yeah. She yelled for her husband, Paul, who was inside the house. He claimed that upon leaving the house, he also saw the object. After watching the object for a short time, he went back inside their home to obtain a camera. Mm-hmm. He said he managed to take two photos of the object before it sped away to the west. Paul Trent's father also cr- claimed he briefly viewed the object before it flew away. So the pictures that we're going to put here right now. They're scary, by the way. So. And, the, and let me also mention this, okay? Just before we put these pictures up. The analysis of the pictures. In 1975, the negatives were found in the files of the news register by Bruce Maccabee, an optical physicist for the U.S. Navy and UFO, UFOologist. After completing his own study of the photos, Maccabee ensured that the original negatives were finally returned to the Trents. Um, he concluded that the photographs were not hoax and showed a real physical object in the sky above the Trent farm. So these are verified. Hell yeah. And anyone that knows anything about film, if you have the negatives, cannot replicate. Like, it's, it's as original, like nothing, like from camera to film. That's it. Yeah. So we'll post three pictures here. The first one, first of all, just look at the, the vibe of this picture. It's eerie. immense. Eerie. Farmland, eerie. Dude, signs, but if signs was black and white. Yes. I swear. And you see straight in the middle of the picture, you see a flying saucer, okay? Mm -hmm. The second picture, you see a more clear version of the flying saucer, except you see some type of like antenna thing on the top. And then the third picture is we have a more zoomed in version. Like undeniably, you see a disc-shaped object. Mm -hmm. A frisbee, if you will. Which in the 1950s, I mean, considering the accounts we already discussed, the Roswell incident in the mid-40s, 
uh, another incident in the 40s in New Mexico. This lines up. So the question is, what the fuck is that object? We call it a UFO. We call it a flying saucer. You didn't have any planes like that. You call it whatever you want. Because we don't know what that is. But we know it's an object. And we know it's high in tech. I don't know, bro. Some crazy shit. Yeah. And like, think about the antenna thing. Like we see it even in like Futurama or whatever. The flying disc with an antenna. Like that comes from somewhere and it's because it's been sighted over and over and over. So when people draw it out of memory, that's just kind of like how you picture a UFO now. Yeah. By the way, those pictures were, that picture was the front cover of Time Magazine for a period of time. My God, bro. That's, uh, we live in a different time today. I don't even know if anyone reads magazines anymore. Barely anybody. Right. Just look at how everything shifted. But, (laughs) Bro. Well, let's go to another one, okay? We have more. This is another account. Now, this was from a fighter pilot. Mm-hmm. I forgot what um, year this was, but it was relatively recent. 20, 2021. Yeah, it involved a triangle craft um, coming out of the water. But this thing's up in the air at the, at the time of the photograph. Although it may be in the works, what came out was that a pilot of an F-18 fighter jet captured a picture of a stationary cube-shaped object hovering at over 30,000 feet. Now, when we show you this picture, we're going to show you the original one that the fighter pilot took. You see a dot, okay? Not a big deal. But then when we show you the zoomed-in picture, we see this triangle-like shaped object yeah it looks like it has like studs or it's like it's weird on the sides now there is some people who try to hoax this who try to find this as a hoax think it's a batman balloon because it looks exactly like this yeah i'll post the balloon up too so you can see it and if you look close enough you'll see that it resembles it heavily but the problem is this thing is at thirty thousand feet and it's stationary according Mm. to the fighter pilot do you know of any normal ass party balloon that can withstand the pressure of 30,000 feet? No, unless it was a good day for it. But <laughs> so it was a good, I don't know, man. Based on the account, it doesn't make sense that it's a balloon. Yeah. But this thing looks freaky. It does. It does. Like, it what, really do you, does. what do you think? What the hell do you see in the air that looks like this? That moves the way it does? Bro, it reminds me of that Pokemon. That, oh. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's like the, it's in a shell. It's like that. The sharp shell. I'm not going to try to find it. It's going to take yeah. too much time, but I, I know what Whatever. you're talking about. It's like a cocoon. A little cocoon thingy. But anyway. Yeah, man. I mean. <sighs> I, I, I'm just wondering, like, after this episode, what everyone's going to be thinking or, like, what kind of questions they're going to have. Because I'm thinking of, like, like I said, do I want to test them? No. I'm sure they're much stronger and they could just do this and just end, yeah. end me so it's like why but yes i am intrigued i'm willing to sit and watch and what you know people will uncover about this mm-hmm. if we make any new captures or not yeah if that's even possible i don't even know we still have a little bit of like a few things to discuss i think um we have a few videos 
to show yeah. Pentagon videos. You can include them whenever you want. But I think for the most part, the accounts of abductions have been positive, actually. Mm-hmm. Like these extraterrestrial beings have tried to help people. Travis Walton is one of the most famous examples where he was abducted five days later. He wakes up, has a recollection of the experience. Um, but he actually sustained, and a lot of people report this, sustained radioactive burns. And he had, a, I think, a pretty intense one near his abdomen. And he reports that these otherworldly beings were actually trying to help heal him. Like they weren't trying to, you know, the, the common Hollywood site that they're trying to dissect you and like, mm-hmm. you know, try to understand you and do some crazy shit. That was not the case here. Um, and please search up the Travis Wal- Walton incident. It's a fascinating uh, account. But yeah, man, I think they're on our side. I think they're trying to help prevent nuclear Armageddon, as crazy as it sounds. Or there are good ones and bad ones. Maybe. And they're fighting each other too. So Maybe. I don't know, man. We live in this world of Power Rangers like we did when we were kids. <laughs> and that never changes. <laughs> yeah. Do we have anything else? discuss on this i think that's it i think we should let them ponder and ask the questions themselves um but yeah we're going to be linking some videos too down that we think are interesting um with many people that are witnesses and people that have seen files and gone through cases and things like that they will also you know you get to see them speak their mind and then i have two questions for the audience yeah do you believe aliens are real and if so do you have any personal experience or accounts mm-hmm. that you cannot explain that you, you want us to know? Let yeah, us know in the we comments. would love to hear them, actually. Love hearing stories. All right, guys, you know where to find us. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and all major streaming platforms. Go ahead and check us out. Leave us a five-star review on Spotify. You won't regret that. We would love you for that. And Apple Podcasts as well. Go ahead and subscribe on our YouTube channel and we will catch you next time. Peace.